Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Soul Flow Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. <sighs> Today's going to be beautiful. So, first of all, um, I do have an intro song. Um, I guess I need to re-record uh, it um, because it introduces my wife and I, and she's not really on it ever, if you've noticed. Um, so... I probably need to have like a second one for me so that when I'm on, I can have it just say me. But when it's both of us, I can just play that one. Not that you needed to hear that, but I figured I share. I like, I like to share the behind the scenes crap that goes on. So that's where I'm at. But whatever. This is my show and I'm here to stay. Anyways, so today I want to talk about meditation. Um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in the past. Uh, meditation is kind of what catapulted my whole spiritual experience. So I'm going to kind of do a recap of my experience with meditation. Um, and then I'm going to get into something. So I started meditating back in 2016, 2017 ish. No, 2005 or six. That's so like 15 years ago. So yeah, like around 0607 somewhere around there i don't remember exactly when but it doesn't matter right? it's 15 years ago 15 plus um <clears throat> anyways so and i got into meditation because i was struggling with focusing without um my ritalin i took ritalin from seventh grade until my senior year i hated the way i felt on it so the moment i graduated i decided not to take it anymore as an adult um I dropped out of DeVry right out of high school, and then I went to JJC and COD, which are junior colleges. I dropped out of both of them. Couldn't focus at all. Um, reflecting back on it, partially it was because I didn't really have a focus. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do as far as school and you know career afterwards. Um, but part of it was I just couldn't focus, but I was also in my early twenties and, you know, turned 21. Well, before I even turned 21, right. Like just having the freedom of not being in high school, um, you know, college is a lot more independent and that meant I got to choose and I chose not to go. So anyways, so didn't want to take Ritalin. Um, like I said, this was around 20 when I started college in 07. So I was getting ready to start college and, <clears throat> I knew I had to focus and this was, I, f I found a major that felt right for me, um, which is funny because 15 years later, you know, I graduated 12 years ago. Um, yeah, I don't even, I mean, I use the degree, but not as a career, not as a job, never really have. Um, it's in network security. So I learned how to hack in college. That's what I learned. I learned how to build, um, secure servers and make sure that hackers couldn't get in and all that good stuff. So yeah, I could be making 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year working way more hours doing something that I'd probably end up hating. So don't regret that at all. But anyways, so I Googled ways to focus and good old Google been around for more than 15 years. Um, 
first thing that popped up was meditation. So I went on YouTube. I found some binaural um, beats, um, different frequencies to listen to. And I would listen to them at night before I went to bed. I tried some guided meditations. Uh, didn't, I mean, the one that I had, she spoke for the beginning, then kind of left you alone and then popped back in later. And it startled me. So I didn't like that. Um, even when I got used to it, all I got used to is the anticipation of her eventually popping back in. Um, so that was distracting. Uh, so, so I kind of just stuck to listening to these frequencies before I went to bed and it helped me sleep. I would have really amazing deep sleep. Um, wake up refreshed, focused. I got through college. Uh, so it worked right after college. I just kept listening to it cause it helped me sleep. So I would listen to it when I was sleeping and that's pretty much what I did for 10 years. Maybe I don't know. let's see. So it's been, so six years ago, uh, I was meditating. This is, I guess I got a little more into my meditation practice, right? I would try actually meditating during the day or evening or in the morning or whatever. And uh, my wife had mentioned that she wanted to go on a yoga retreat and I wasn't really into yoga. Didn't really, I didn't practice yoga at all at that time. And I decided that I wanted to look at a meditation retreat. I thought that'd be awesome. So I found one. It was uh, in the same state, but a ways away, about an hour away from me, maybe a little longer. I don't remember. Anyways, not the point. So found a meditation retreat. It was a 10 day silent retreat. You literally don't talk for 10 days. Basically, um, there is little breakup sessions where you can ask questions that are related to meditation. Um, you also had like a almost like an RA, like from college, if you needed certain things, if you ran out of toilet paper or needed or forgot your toothpaste or whatever, right? Like for necessity, right? Like that was the only reason you were allowed to talk. It was not to have a conversation. Um, you weren't allowed to journal. You weren't allowed to exercise. You weren't allowed to read, listen to music. You're phone was completely you didn't even you weren't even supposed to bring it in you're supposed to leave it in your car um silence like nothing right like you but there was like 40 of us at least there was like tw at least 20 plus guys and then 20 women at least probably actually more women than men but there was a lot of guys it was actually pretty cool um so 10 days and we started meditating at 4.30 in the morning. And our last meditation ended at like 9 o'clock at night. We we ate breakfast. Uh, we ate a lunch. And that was and then a snack. We didn't even have dinner. But because you were so inactive and because you were so deep in your meditation most of the day, you weren't really hungry, or at least me, I wasn't. Um, some people, right? I mean, it can be tough, right? It's it's definitely a mind thing. We think we need to eat three times a day. So when, and that's why there was a snack, right? And it was literally like um, a banana or an apple. 
I mean, some people would have a banana and an apple. I mean, some people would literally make like a fruit salad because they just couldn't stand to not eat anything. But it just wasn't, it didn't feel needed. Um, I lost some weight. It was kind of nice. So anyways, so did that for 10 days, had an amazing experience about halfway through. Um, that kind of has catapulted the rest of my life, I'd say. So that happened 11 months before my wife and I opened Soul Flow Yoga, right? Part of the Soul Flow podcast, the, the mother of the Soul Flow podcast. So within less than a year, like things started happening. I knew from that meditation retreat that I wanted to share meditation with people. I wanted to teach people meditation. I wanted people to even just get a piece of what I felt from meditation. Um, and I tried before the studio opened to work with other places and nobody would do anything. They like most people wouldn't even get back to me, like trying to reach out to people. I, w I went on, um, there was a spiritual expo. I went with my aunt, two of my aunts, um, to go check it out. I wanted to see what other people were doing, what experience other people had, like if they had certifications, what credit, what credentials they had. And most of them didn't, they didn't have anything. Hold on one second. Oh, my dogs. Okay. So no credentials, um, maybe certifications, even, um, one of, one of the meditations that we went to was very like disorganized. Um, they really did, like, I was asking questions that seemed to be too deep for them to even know how to answer them. And they weren't to me just practicing meditation. Didn't seem that, um, like it seemed like someone that was hosting this event would have the answers to. Right. So from that, I was just like, I'm just going to do this on my own. Like, I'm going to share what I know. And if I have to do it for free, I'll do it for free because I just want to share it with people. And the meditation retreat that I went to was free. It, and it's, um, it's by donation only, but you can't donate until after you've attended because your donation goes towards somebody else. When you show up, to this meditation retreat, someone has donated for you to be there. Someone before you has donated for you to come. And they won't even tell you how much it costs for someone to stay for a 10 day retreat. I think they actually do kind of give you a general idea, but they don't care because if you only can afford $10, then that's okay. If you can, right, you can, you can offer your help. You can, you know, there's other ways of offering. And if you can't, if you're un incapable of that, that's okay too, because they believe that this is for everyone. Um, if you want more information, I can, I can find it for you. I haven't really, yeah, I can give you more information, but there's places all over the place. It's called Vipassana meditation, V I P asana. <laughs> I don't want to misspell it, but if you look it up, you'll find it. There's meditation places all over the world. Um, anyways, so, so that's what I knew I wanted to do. And so I wanted to manifest the space for me to do that. And then, like I said, 11 months from this meditation, it happened. And when, when we first opened the studio, I was just like, I can't believe like, this is this, like my first meditation there was like so profound because it was like, 
it, it was like um, this reminder of when I had set that intention and wanted to have a space and struggled to find one. And so I created one. And there's my doggies. So, yeah, we're just going to keep rolling because I need to talk. I got something to share. Hold on. Sorry about that. So this is this is my meditation journey, right? So then I get to this point. I'm now doing guided meditations at my studio for free. Um, still to this day, I still do. Um, I actually do donation meditations now. And the only reason I do them is because I find that people don't like coming to free meditations as much as they do donation meditations. Um, and, and what's funny is some people don't even donate, but I don't care. My, my donation meditations, the minimum donation, which anybody that ever says that they're asking for a donation and says it's a $10 minimum donation, that's not a donation. It's a cover for a donation, but it's basically saying that you're charging because you're not letting someone in unless they donate, which means it's not a choice. And to me, donations are a choice. So my minimum requirement, and, and that's fine. I'm not judging people have their loopholes that they want to use um, because if it's a donation, then there's no tax involved, right? My donation minimum, minimum donation is your gratitude. And honestly, I don't even need that. If you're, if you, if you're not your feedback, your, your presence, any of that will do just you showing up is enough. That's, that's your donation to me. Your presence is a donation to me. And, and all of that donating money, I then funnel back into offering more free services. I, I'm a Reiki master. I, when I see people that need Reiki and maybe the finances aren't there, I offer it to them. And, and so people's donations cover that. And if they don't, then I'm just giving my time for free and I don't give a shit. So either way, that's what donations are going towards. But anyway, so little side tangent of why I do donation meditations instead of free meditations. It seems like my, my, uh, my attendance is much higher for donation meditations. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe just because there's some type of money involved. Um, people are more likely to show up, I guess makes sense. So anyways, so I do the meditations now. I've been doing them for five years at the studio. I do singing bow meditations. I do guided meditations. Um, I play my hand pan now, which is the new thing. And I have a lot of different meditations that I've shared just over the years. But the one, the, the thing that inspired this whole 15 minute talk, uh, is that one of my friends from an old job, I, I consider her a friend because we still keep in touch. So I don't keep in touch with people I don't like. <laughs> uh, so you must be a friend if I keep in touch with you, right? So one of my friends from one of my old jobs sent me a TikTok of, and, it, and with the, the description said like me trying to meditate. And it was this lady sitting down and I was like, what, what about my weight? What about tacos and nachos or right and she couldn't sit still and it was like this chaos right and i think that a lot of people misunderstand what 
what meditation is really about, what what the what the goal is, what the purpose is, what's actually happening while you're meditating. Um, I'm a pretty calm person for the most part, I, like 99% of the time. I'm pretty calm. And it's because of meditation that I'm so calm. But just because externally I'm quiet and calm does not mean that my thoughts in my head are the same at all. There's a, there's a chaotic storm that is going on up there sometimes, most of the times. I don't, you know, honestly, I don't know because of meditation. I don't pay attention to it as much. I don't. And that's what meditation is about. So I, so I have this perfect analogy and actually I have to thank my wife for kind of inspiring this because I was talking to her and I was like channeling this, this, this talk about meditation, which now brings me in front of the mic And that was, so let's look at meditation this way. You are you, that doesn't change. And you're going to observe, let's, let's take you to a mall. We're going to switch it up from my other analogy. You're going to go into a mall, a busy mall on a Saturday, right? And dogs and there's people shopping, walking around, talking, eating, drinking, right? And there's all types of people walking at different speeds. Some are stopped, some are, you know, babies crying, laughing, joking, like every, every, every single emotion that can happen in a mall is probably, or that can happen within you is happening in this mall, right? There's just people everywhere. Now this mall is your thoughts, right? There's a lot going on and you're still there observing all of it. Now the, the purpose, or at least like the intention of what a meditation is, is for you as the observer to just be that the observer, observe what's going on, see it, hear it. You can even feel it. Um, but Don't try to manipulate it. When you're standing in that mall, if someone is running, it's not your job to go over there and try to stop them from running. If someone's talking too loud, it's not your job to go over there and tell them to be quiet. And actually, you don't have control over them. Just like your thoughts. You don't have control over the thoughts that are coming through your head. You you can intentionally think about certain things or you can feed into certain things. So if someone is yelling, we're going to keep this analogy, right? If someone's yelling, you can yell back at them and then you're now having a yelling competition. Now they're getting louder, right? Because you've brought their focus to them. But if you just let them yell, they're just going to yell in the background and you're just observing And so that's the start of a meditation, right? It's just observe like crazy lady over there, baby crying over here, thoughts about fear, thoughts of sadness, just observing, just observing a lot going on, understanding and accepting that you cannot control any of it. That's meditation. And so that's, and, and then this is where guided meditations come in, breathing meditations. What those do is they give you something to focus on. So 
while you're in this crazy mall, if you're on your phone, you may not even notice all the chaos that's going on, right? You're playing on your phone. You're, you're, and someone's like, oh my God, did you see all that stuff that just happened? Nope. Cause I was focused on this, right? So all that shit still happened. It's still going on. All that pain, all that sadness, all that anxiety, all that fear, all that depression, all that resentment, all that judgment, all of those emotions are still going on, but you're focused on something, right? And maybe the phone was the bad example, but let's, let's pretend the phone is love. So we're focused on love. Let's say the phone is your breath. We're focused on our breath. We're just focusing on our breath. And maybe while we're focusing on our phone, we can still hear some of what's going on. Maybe even out the corner of our eye, we see some of what's going on, but we, we keep our attention on what's important. And that's our breath or love or whatever's being guided. Or if it's a sound healing, you're, you're, you're focusing on the sounds. That's meditation. At least for me, some people may say differently, but I feel like this is the problem. Like the only time you will ever, ever quiet your mind is when you're dead. Cause your mind is always alive. It's always moving. There's always something flowing through it. There's, there's inspiration, there's thoughts, there's, there's the processes that are happening when you are doing whatever you're doing or not doing whatever you're not doing. And, and because you for so many years, depending on how old you are, have never took the time to not feed into it. You've always been part of the mall walking around yelling and screaming and interacting with everything and going to the different stores of chaos and some make you happy, right? It's not all bad, but even focusing on a happy thought can be distracting sometimes. So it's just observing, just being present because all those thoughts, all those ideas, all those fears, all those anxieties, all those depression and stress all of that if if you're sitting on your couch and you're meditating anything that can cause you stress anxiety fear anything all of it is not in that present moment the only thing in that present moment is you sitting and breathing that's it if you're afraid of flying you're not in a plane if you're worried about money in that current moment the money's not needed for what you're trying to do. So focus on the breath. Bring yourself to that presence. And the more you practice this, the more you practice this internally through meditation, the more when you go to a mall that that chaos doesn't affect you. The more that when you go to work, that chaos around you won't affect you. If you, if you can not allow your personal internal thoughts that come through your mind probably through your voice if you cannot allow if you if you can help i don't want to say control because it's not a control thing if you can bring in an awareness to the presence and not let all of that affect you or sway your attention then when you get into that chaos it's the same and that's why i seem calm in the chaos. That's why I'm quiet and observant. I'm observing. I'm paying attention to all of the things that people are talking about. 
all of the things that, you know, everything that's going on around me, I'm just observing it. And it's all beautiful. It's all this beautiful thing because it all exists and it all is, right? Even those bad thoughts that are going through your mind, they're there. They're still a part of you, whether you want to admit it or not. And you're beautiful. So observe and just be okay with it. And I laugh. I laugh a lot because like sometimes the thoughts that come through, it's like, really? Like, like it'll be negative thoughts that I'll, you know, say about myself or start, you know, it's like, oh, well, you're, you're not even that good at that. Or you think you can actually do this? Or, and then I'm just like, <laughs> like, why am I talking? Why am I trying to talk myself out of this right now? Like, that's funny. Like, it's, it's funny because I know it's not me. I know, I know it's not, it's not who I want to be. It's not my true self. Therefore, I can kind of laugh at it. Whereas before, I mean, like, oh shit, maybe I can't do this. Oh God. And then you start getting anxiety, you start getting nervous, you start worrying. And it still happens. I'm not perfect. I still feed into those thoughts from time to time, probably more than I'd even like to, but just being okay with that is, is okay. And not being okay with it is okay too. And not being okay with being okay is okay. And not wanting me to give you permission for everything is okay. It's, it's your life. So choose how you want to live through it. But if you're trying to change it, right, understand that. And the other part of that was like, it's, it's kind of this example that I've used, I've used this so many times, but if I tell you to not think about elephants, how many of you, once I said, don't think about elephants, right? Like, that's what I want you to do right now. Don't think about elephants. Don't think about elephants. Don't think about elephants. I guarantee like 99.9% of you are thinking about elephants because I told you not to. So when you tell your mind to not think or to not focus on something, it's going to. We, we're very resistant to being told what not to do. We want that freedom. We want that choice. So instead of saying what not to do, tell it what to do. Focus on your intention. Focus on love. Focus on your breath. Focus on the music. Right? That's. It's the same thing with, um, I always feel like this is the problem when people try to lose weight is because you're trying to lose something. Instead of trying to lose weight, try to eat healthier. Try to be healthy, right? Focus on something positive instead of something negative. Instead of being like, you need to lose X amount of pounds. Being like, no, you need to eat healthier. You need to be more conscious about your portions. But don't restrict yourself because when we restrict ourselves, we resist there's always resistance with restriction. Always. Even like, like I don't, I still eat candy because I know that if I deny myself for so long, I'll, I'll just go and eat a whole bag. Like I won't eat candy for like two weeks and then I'll go to Walgreens and spend $10 and an hour later I have a stomach ache and regret. <laughs> now, an hour later, I just have a stomach ache. No regret. I'm just like, yeah, I did that. But it was worth it. And I'm okay with it. And I'll be okay with it. And then tomorrow, I'm going to have a nice light breakfast or smoothie. Or maybe I'll fast until lunch. And it's not because I want to starve myself. It's because I'm just 
trying to be healthier most of the time, right? Instead of trying to do something all the time, do something some of the time. Um, it's, it kind of ties into the Reiki um, principles. Is it's just for today. One of there. One of them is um, just for today. I will not anger. Um, and that's a presence thing. It's it's keeping you in the presence because it's just for today. To try to not be angry for your entire life seems impossible because it is. So if it's just for today and you get angry today, you know what? That's okay. Tomorrow, we'll start again. So just for today, right? But anyways, so with the meditations, don't beat yourself up. Don't, don't think you're doing it wrong because meditation is about being. It's not about doing. And as long as you're sitting with the intention of meditating, you're doing it. You're being it. Um, and there's no right or wrong way to do that. Um, just taking time for yourself is enough. Taking a moment to realize that you need to be still, even if you're sitting and feeding into your thoughts for 10 to 15 minutes, at least you took a moment to stop. You took a moment for yourself to listen to yourself instead of being constantly on the go and maybe even ignoring your thoughts, right? You keep yourself busy in order to ignore them. You're sitting with them and you're seeing what's going on in your head. So there's, there's something special about that. There's an intention, a beautiful, loving intention for yourself that comes into that. So don't think you're doing it wrong. Don't think you need to be this super Zen, quiet, guru, Buddhist monk, um, unless that's your goal. But then you need to go to Tibet, figure it out. So on that note, if you're not driving, we're going to do just a quick, sorry, and just a quick, quick meditation. This can be extended five, 10 minutes. All I want you to do is pause. Not the, not the audio. You take a pause and observe your breath. Notice the air coming in through your nose. Notice your belly or chest as they rise and fall with each breath. Notice any sensations in your body from that breath. Whether it's the cool air coming in through your nose or mouth, the warm air that comes out when you're exhaling. Noticing your shoulders as they rise and fall. Noticing any feelings or sensations in your body, just observing them. And then maybe taking a few conscious deep breaths just to see if you can help yourself relax. Notice your heartbeat. Notice the sounds around you. That's it. Just do that. Do that for a minute. Do that for 30 seconds. Do that for an hour. That's all. And when your mind begins to wander... And you may, you may get caught up in those thoughts for five, 10 minutes. You may not even realize how long you've been in them. But the second that you do realize, 
bring your focus back to your breath and do it gently and lovingly. Don't be like, damn it. How long have I been thinking about this crap? I'm supposed to be focusing on my breath. No, it's okay. It's okay. You've been distracted by your thoughts your entire life. You think you could just pull yourself out of it in one day? I've been doing this for 15 years. It still happens. It's a practice. And actually, I, maybe I should be further along in 15 years, but maybe not. Maybe I'm further along. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? I do it because I love myself. And I want to be the best, best version of myself. And so I'm kind to myself. I'm loving to myself. If you're hard on yourself, like you can't expect anyone else to do anything but that. But if you can love yourself compassionately and have understanding for yourself and your faults and your flaws because you know them better than anyone. If you can love yourself for all your beautiful imperfections that make you as unique and beautiful as you are. Then other people will see it, too. But you don't even but then you, by the time you realize that you'll realize you don't even need them to see it because you already love yourself more than you ever need from anybody else. And all of that is just a bonus. All of the love and affection and appreciation you get externally, it's just a bonus. It's just a bonus. And it's it's almost like a reward for for loving yourself. And it may not come, right? It's not it's not expected. But it'll happen. So on that note, hmm. Man, that's beautiful. Thank you. If you've gone if you've made it this far. If 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 you didn't make it this far, I'm still thanking you. I still appreciate you for checking in. Whether you listen to this for ten seconds or ten minutes. Or you're all the way here. I love you guys. I appreciate you. And I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful day.